Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. My name is Tom Short. So glad to have you along on this Saturday before Father's Day. We'd like to talk a little bit about the Bible, modern culture, and fathers. I hope you'll be with me. I think this is an important message for all of us to hear today. So welcome. In Malachi 4, verse 6, the last verse of the Old Testament, there's an important verse, an important saying from God, a prophecy, a warning related to dads. Here it is. Look, Malachi 4, 5, and 6. Look, I am sending you the prophet Elijah before the great and dreadful day of the Lord arrives. His preaching will turn the hearts of fathers to their children and the hearts of children to their fathers. Otherwise, I will come and strike the land with a curse. This is out of the NLT, New Living Translation. What a warning, what a prophecy, what a promise. We see here how important it is for dads to be involved with their children that the hearts of the fathers would be turned to the children and the hearts of the children would be turned to their fathers. And if that doesn't happen, God will smite the land with a curse. Indeed, do we not see this in our world today? I'd like to suggest that the great problems in our culture today, so many of them are related to a breakdown of the family and of particularly of dad's not being needed anymore. Dad's being left out. Dad's being excluded in many ways, often choosing that to leave and not be involved with their families because their heart's not with their kids. And the heart of the kids isn't with their father. I'd like to suggest, well, this isn't a suggestion. This one's an obvious, that kids who have no dads involved in their life are far more likely to have really delinquent lives, criminal lives, end up in jail, end up in prison, end up, um, you know, unwed pregnancies, end up in poverty, end up dropping out of school. You go through the list of all the social ills that we all agree are out there. And one of the most, it's a harder one to deal with. It's a harder one to enact because we are in a society of freedom But when dads don't get involved with their kids and their families, all these things are far more likely to occur. I'd like to suggest also that dads' lack of involvement in their families led to two other significant social ills. Number one, the LGBTQ explosion. And there is an explosion, folks. There's a lot more of it going on than there used to be. There's a lot more self-identifying in these uh, lifestyles, LGBTQ lifestyles and behaviors and identities. And I'd like to suggest it relates directly to the breakdown of the family. Now, there are people in the LGBTQ who have a good relationship with their dad, but a whole lot less, a whole lot less, because it's a breakdown. And I'd like to say also the tremendous rise in agnosticism and atheism. And there has been a tremendous increase in, in uh, unbelief, secularism. The, we want to blame a lot of things. Dare I say, perhaps number one on the list, are dads that are absent and uninvolved with their kids. 
In Proverbs, we read this. Grandchildren are the crowning glory of the aged. Parents are the pride of their children. Or I think some translations do say fathers are the pride of their children. Well, that's true too. Children need a dad. Children want to be proud of their dad. I remember, you know, they'll, you know, when my dad could beat up your dad, my dad's bigger than your dad. My dad makes more money than your dad. My dad, my dad came to watch me play. Your dad did, you know, all this boasting that kids do. And children are proud of their dad. But I want to, and and if you're proud of your dad, but I want to say it's not always going to be that way. I titled this "Seize the Opportunity." I'm very aware with my grandchildren now. They think Mimi, that's Roz, and Pop-Up, that's me, are like two of the coolest people on planet Earth. And I'm and I'm trusting they're always going to love us. But there'll come a day when they are they realize there's other people to be excited about as well. And if you don't seize the opportunity, the opportunity to build into that mold their mind and their heart and their love and their character and their values. God has given that to parents and grandparents at a time in life, and it won't always be there. Notice it says grandchildren are the crown and glory of the aged. And aren't they? We all boast about our grandchildren. We all love our grandchildren. We all live to see grandchildren. So we've kind of moved on in life. Now we're not as busy with work and as busy with there's not the pressures of life, and we can enjoy our children. Can I dare say grandparents enjoy your children? Parents enjoy your children too. They love you. You build into them, and one you, they're proud of you. You build into them. One day they're going to be really proud of you, or you're going to be really proud of them. Now, dads, let's be honest. It's easy to get discouraged in our job. It's easy to get discouraged. Why? Well, we have a lot of cultural pressures against us. Personally, I believe they're satanic, demonic of nature. But whatever it is, call it the culture, whatever. The government has policies, lots of policies, to weaken the family, to make the family not need the dad, to say, we'll step in and we'll take the role of the dad. We'll be your provider. We'll be your protector. That's what dads do. They provide and they protect. And by providing and protecting, they gain that credibility to be a leader and an influencer. But the, when the government said, hey, we'll provide for you, we'll protect you, then, and when we let that be the case, then, of course, they become the influencer. We have all kinds of social norms. Most TV shows, you know, dad's kind of a doofus nowadays. He's not necessary. You can have children. You can raise children. You can do all these things without needing a dad. Dad's kind of there, you know, for whatever purposes. He doesn't have a whole lot of purpose. They make fun of. It's part of the cultural Marxism that sees uh, the, the traditional, it's all about power structures for them, and the traditional structures of authority that God has given us. Authority is not about power so much. It's about serving, having authority to protect and to, and, and to uh, responsibility. But so often in cultural Marxism, the authority structures are undermined. They're, they're called oppressors. And in the cultural Marxist worldview that is portrayed in much of Hollywood, portrayed in much of the sitcoms, portrayed in, in much of, or taught in much of our schools, the, the male, the father, is seen as an oppressive figure. 
There's few things more mocked and ridiculed in the universities today than the idea of a patriarchy, that you've got the dads really leading the family. That's just thought of as old-fashioned, stupid, and oppressive. Dad, you and I have got a lot working against us. Down deep, moms, parents, kids, whoever's listening to this, dads, realize this about yourself. Probably the one of the deepest needs a man has and receives from his wife and kids is the need to be respected. If you respect your husband or your dad, boy, you'll turn him loose to be a, a super achiever. If in his home he feels unrespected, well, he might still achieve out in the work world, but you're going to be taking away so much of his manhood, making him impotent there and his involvement with the kids. Men will find a place to find respect. If they don't find it in the home, they'll go find it somewhere else. They'll find someone who will do it, someone who will respect them, someone who will uphold them, someone who will encourage them. Men, dads, can I say to you, it can be discouraged. If you don't get that, you can give up. You can feel discouraged. You can want to go look elsewhere. I'll get respect at work. Don't get it at home. Or I'll get respect from another woman. Or I'll get respect, you know, elsewhere. Can I say, God has given you your wife. God has given you your children. Your children want to love you. They don't always do it. They're imperfect. They're sinners too. Your wife wants to respect you and love you. She wants you to be in the home. She doesn't always do it well. She's she's a sinner too. She falls short. She does says things at times that she shouldn't see, say, say she's imperfect as well. Dads, don't lose heart. Don't get discouraged. Don't give up. You're needed. Your kids need you. God needs you. Our country needs you. Our culture needs you. Without the involvement of dads, God will smite the line with the 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 land with a curse. Without the involvement of dads, kids lose that that's something they should be proud of. And kids look up to you often as they would God. Yes, it's true. Often the way we as parents, we as dads, interact with our kids is how as they grow up, they think of God. If you're distant, they think of God as distant. If you're angry, they think of God as angry. If you're a motivator and kind, they think of God as motivating and kind. If you're loving, they think of God as loving. If you're what if you're absent, they think of God as being absent. If you're not there, they wonder if God's there. Dad, you have a big influence on your kids. Seize it. Don't miss the opportunity. Be the dad God wants you to be. That's my encouragement. Moms, kids, you need that dad. You need him involved. Don't discourage him. Don't belittle him. Don't don't learn how to motivate him rather than be demotivating to him. It's really, really important. Father in heaven, we pray today for our dads in the land, in our churches, in our families. We pray for our dads to that we would encourage them. Lord, they have so much going against them. We all do, Lord. But they have so much in the education, and the culture, in the movies, in the songs, so much a sense we don't need you. You're, you're old-fashioned. You're out of date. Any, any effort to, to really be a dad and stand up and assert themselves is so often met with scorn and ridicule. Help us, Father. If we need to be countercultural, we will. We want to be biblical. And if the culture works against us, Father, help us to just learn how to tune that out and tune into the Scripture and tune into your plan. And to be courageous, 
to not be discouraged, to not lose heart, to not give up. I pray, Father, you'd give our dads perseverance. I pray you'd help our dads know their work is not in vain. And I pray our dads would find strength and wisdom from you. We pray, Father, in our families and in our churches for great dads. We need them. We pray for the extended, Lord, that we could we could learn how to motivate other dads to really find strength in God. Those who don't even know you, those who aren't saved, to realize they need you to be the dad they were intended to be and to find Christ and to be saved, have the Holy Spirit, and become the dads they were meant to be. Lord, we pray for strong and good and godly dads to be leaders in our nation, leaders in our communities, leaders in our government, leaders in our schools, leaders in our our coaches, our uh, wherever, Lord, how we pray that the people who are influencing our culture, whether by government or media or business, that they would manage well in their own home and not not be and, and not try and teach us how to raise our kids when they don't even know how to raise theirs. We pray, Father, for our pastors and for the children of our pastors. I know the sons and daughters of pastors, they've got extra trials, Lord, extra targets on their back. I pray for our pastors to be good dads and to manage their household well, that they might learn lessons about how to lead our churches. We pray these things. We bless you. We are filled with thanksgiving. Father, if necessary, we repent. There's dads on here today that have not done well. I pray you'd lead them in repentance, brokenness at, at how they've done, but with a hope for the future. We thank you, Lord, as long as there's still breath to be drawn, it's not too late. And so, Lord, I pray for those who've done a poor job. You might help them repent and then encourage and inspire them to make the most of the days they have left. We pray these things, and we bless you in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. God bless you. So glad you're with, here with me today. We're here every day, and so I hope you will join us. I'm here live 8.30 a.m. every day. We believe in getting the Word of God every day. We don't believe in just doing it when you feel like it. We want to be consistent Christians. And so I hope you join me every single day. If you're new, hit the subscribe, notify, so you can make sure that you are updated and you don't lose track. Leave a comment. Let me know where you're from, if you know me, how. And uh, and whether you're new or here regularly, let's share with others. Tell others about this. Pass the word. Let's grow our community. We want to raise up a whole army of men and women who are devoted Christians, who are devoted to the Word of God and in the Word of God every day. So until we meet tomorrow, might God bless you, strengthen you, fill you with His grace, His joy, His power, His courage. You have something the Lord did, you have something the world didn't give you. The Lord gave it to you. Something the world didn't give you, so don't let the world take it away. God bless you. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.